Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click. You know who to call, and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and if you could, introduce yourself and tell us where in the hell you are, because none of us are in the same place right now. Well, actually, that's not true, but go ahead. Uh, this is uh, Mike Henley, and you can call me uh, sitting in my apartment, uh, hoping the world's not going to end. Mm-hmm. And this is Samantha Russell. I am... Talking to you from uh, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, with... This is Brian Craig coming to you all the way live from right next to Samantha in our dining room in Ben Salem. I should probably be clear. I'm in Norristown. <laughs> for anyone looking for that trivia. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in South, South Philly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we are all in different places because we are not all allowed to be in the same place uh, right now. Uh, and even if we, we were, it isn't the best idea. Uh, so if you have gathered around with a large group of people to listen to this podcast, please disband <laughs> and go back to your respective quarters. Uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, and I do hope, uh, we all hope from the Breaking Goodman family, uh, that you and yours are staying safe and healthy, uh, as this, uh, COVID-19, uh, I guess knocks on, knocks on doors. Don't answer. <laughs> Don't answer. Pretend you're not there. If they do disband and I'll go to their separate homes and download it separately, that just increases our numbers. So, I mean, that's oh, yeah, good too. Yeah, right? yeah. We're going to see a huge spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is, this is free. So go do that. Uh, no need to treat it like an HBO Go password. Uh, <laughs> we don't see any money from this. I know because I put it all out. <laughs> all right. Uh, so go to iTunes, rate and review, uh, maybe base it on previous episodes. Uh, and... no, this will be a good one. <laughs> no, I think this will be a good one, yeah. No, no, no. <clears throat> this is just – this is our first time doing it in this manner is all, mm. I'm, all I'm saying. Uh, so that's all. Go to iTunes or wherever you listen to and download the podcast and rate and review. And uh, we will be giving a Better Call Saul prize. Uh, we'll announce that in the final episode of this season. Uh, who gets that from the people that rate and review? Uh, you can also engage with us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and you can also email us. And all of that stuff is at watercooler. And if you email us, it's breakinggoodman at watercooler.com. All right. With that said, I want to hear y'all's first impressions of season five, episode five, uh, dedicado a Max. A Max. I thought this one was great. I really, really enjoyed this one a lot. I thought this was super entertaining. Uh, some terrific performances. Um, it focuses on my favorite power characters of the entire show, which is Jim and Kimmy. And uh, I was not disappointed. Loved this one. Yeah. I also really very much enjoyed the episode. I liked the cinematography. I liked, there was, there was a, I feel like some Breaking Bad sort of esque, a lot of Breaking Bad esque mm-hmm. shots and um, nods and uh, three <laughs> hangups on, a, on phone calls, which I, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Brian. Yeah, I enjoy the show. Uh, it's a good show. I think everyone should watch it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the way that it was uh, split between the two uh, storylines. It wasn't four storylines, just for, I mean, the ease, ease of ease of taking notes. But oh, yeah. Storytelling. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the bifurcated version, the way they uh, did this uh, story. Uh, yeah, I give it a, a plus. Recommend <laughs> Uh, I would also give it a plus and uh, maybe even two pluses. Uh, and I agree. It was a, it was a good episode and particularly good for people that watch the episode and take notes as previously pointed out. Uh, the, was it the last episode or the one before that, that was just all over the place? Uh, it might've been long. Uh, I like, the one before. Oh, those yeah. Yeah, it was like oh, no, two. It might have been two before. Yeah, it was two. Yeah, the uh, the one where Nacho and and gets Jimmy's help. I think. That yes, one, one was kind of all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> this one not so much. No, so I enjoyed no. it for the ease of uh, covering the episode. Uh, so we can kind of just jump right into things. Uh, we're going to start with the Mike and Gus storyline. Uh, it's basically the Mike storyline with some uh, Gus sprinkled in. Uh, so Mike wakes up, uh, last week he woke up in Hyrule, as we pointed out, uh, mm-hmm. and this week I'm still not convinced it's not <laughs> <laughs> because they even had all of those chickens that are classic to the, to the Zelda series, where if you kind of like start, uh, whacking at them, they hoard and they start swarming you. Uh, <laughs> so I guess nobody ever... <laughs> Uh, tried to kill the chickens in Zelda, huh? Um, no. <laughs> Tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> I'm I'm a good person. I don't yeah, kill video I'm games. A lot right now. <laughs> uh, well, he's in Hyrule, and uh, he wakes up, and the woman. He's he's asking the woman, like, uh, who's there? Uh, the Senora. Who like who are you? Where am I? What's going on? Who brought me here? And she's just like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sit down. You're broken. And we're trying to fix you. Yeah, eat. eat. Also, no habla ingles. Yeah, yeah, sienta taste. Sit yourself down. Um, Yeah, so he's understandably, like, annoyed. But at the same time, he also knows, he knows who did this. He knows who brought him here. Uh, He just wants to kind of get out, but he also wants to hear it. Um, Spring, Gustavo Fring, does that ring a bell? Does Fring a bell? Fring a bell, Fring a doorbell. Yeah. He offers him a glass of water and he storms off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he is leaving. Uh, we see those uh, chickens. <clears throat> a bunch of crosses. Uh, it looked like crosses. Maybe they were, it was just spare wood, but it looked like crosses. Did it not? Yeah. yeah. I think it's safe to say those are crosses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. You want to get too uh, preachy on here or anything? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We are um, we are a secular podcast, <laughs> and uh, we don't mean to bring in religion when we don't have to. Um, but it did look like Calvary, where Jesus was crucified. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So Mike is just walking, trying to get out of there. There's a sign saying the highway is you know four kilometers. Uh, his phone is dead. Uh, his pets' heads are falling off. Uh, <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stitches come undone. Yeah. So mm. 
there's a guy that pulls up in one of those tiny, <laughs> tiny ass smart cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I know exactly what that car is. It's a gem cart. It's an electric vehicle. Uh, like bat, like it's, you plug it in to, to charge it. It runs an electric battery. Yeah, it is. It's not even a smart cart. It's, it's, <laughs> it, you can get like 20 miles per hour tops on those things. Wow. <laughs> I'll take it. Gem cart. It's gem is the company. Gem. Gem cart. <laughs> uh, and it's the doctor. The, yeah, it's the doctor. Uh, I was going to ask, like, is that the same kind of car? Because I know that this is also uh, uh, a Simpsons podcast. Uh-huh. Is that the same kind of car that the really, really big guy was yeah, in? Yeah, <laughs> the, the largest <laughs> auto I can afford. Can I gain the subject of fun? <laughs> Are you making fun of my automobile? <laughs> You're the kid that likes to make fun of everyone. Uh, but that is, that's the same car? Yes, that's the exact same car. Oh, love it. I'm glad you picked up on that reference. Love it. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the doctor, and we've seen him. Yes. Uh, and he's just like, look what you've done to all my fine work. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, and what, why am I here? Why are you doing this? And Mike just, or the doctor just says that he asked me to keep you alive. And he said, will you allow me to do that? <laughs> yeah. You, like, appreciate. you know what? Yeah, I guess. Reaching out his hand in a very like, do you trust me? <laughs> kind of kind of way. Uh, so that was one of, that was all kind of self-contained there. Uh, so what, what thoughts have you got? If any. Well, I mean, we know where we are again. Mm-hmm. We're in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, we see the doctor, the pediatrician. Yeah, right, right, right. Michael, I don't feel like it I, moves up a little more later, but I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, um, no, I just uh, you know I think I find it interesting how Mike is kind of more or less kind of resigned. Basically, you know, he tries it, he pops out of stitches. Basically, he sits down. Someone comes up to him and just says, "Will you let me? Will you, will you give me permission to keep you alive?" and He's just kind of like, yeah, fine, sure, whatever. Basically, it, it's it's very kind of, and I understand exactly where that's coming from because of Mike and everything he's been through in the past couple of weeks. But it's very, um, he's very lost right now, lost in that I don't think he even knows what he wants. Basically, so I, I thought that was a really interesting place to to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what was his plan exactly? He was just gonna storm off till he couldn't storm no more. I guess, yeah. Yeah, like, like there was, yeah. there's really no, yeah, he has yeah. no idea where he's going. Just that angry white man thing where you, I'm just going to go. Fine, I'll just do I'm it. Just, I'm just going to go. I'll just walk. Fine, I'll, Fine walk. I'll walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cactus, I demand to speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know if this is the proper time to mention this, but this whole, the way Mike is sort of sent to this place reminds me a lot of uh, when Jesse sort of hits rock bottom and yes. Gus sends him with, Mike mm-hmm. and like yes. we'll give him a lot of answers and it's just like a reprogramming like he just knows how to reprogram people properly which yeah is terrifying I guess but yeah uh and it has a uh again don't want to bring in religion when it doesn't have to be brought uh but a purgatory kind of kind of feel to it mm-hmm. uh yeah. this this middle ground and they even say a little later on like you're at a crossroads uh mm-hmm. this this whole place is his crossroads yeah uh and he's he's denied 
He's denied Gus three times. Uh, <laughs> and I think he, I think Wait, he has. Gus is Jesus in this analogy? Yeah. Is that- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest. I did not see that coming. Don't okay. dig. Right. Don't dig too deep. Um, <laughs> I think he does. You never see it. No. <laughs> You're no, you're absolutely right. Especially like um, you, you know, regarding the purgatory aspect. We'll get into this in a little bit in some of the later Mike scenes. But there's this really kind of very, very clear kind of keeping you off kilter in terms of like what kind of place this is. And we see this in a little bit in terms of like it's very, very basic. But there's not not technology present. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. this, it's this weird kind of blend. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's definitely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mike is getting stitched up uh, again, and. They're just kind of talking like, who brought me here again? Uh, what if I what if I want to leave? You're you're free to go. And he the doctor tells him exactly how to leave and what he has to do, where he has to go, what he's going to encounter. Uh, that the gate is guarded, uh, but the guards won't stop you. And you'll see you, you get on the bus, and once you're on the bus, it's a it's a day from El Paso. <laughs> so he's far. It's a five mile, I'm sorry, five kilometer walk to the main road. Right. Where the gate is. A 12 kilometer walk for, on the main road to a small town. Uh, it's, it's bigger than this town, but it's still a small town. There's a bus <clears> stop. <throat> then it's a one day uh, trip on the bus to El Paso. Uh, and he tells him he would not survive the journey yeah. in the mm. state that he's in. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wanted him to say something like, you're going to see a rock. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't look like it belongs with the other <laughs> with the other rocks. Um, lift up that rock, and you'll find drugs that I want you to deliver. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we? So he's still, ask, he's still asking the doctor, "Why am I here? What yes, is, what does Gus want from me?" Yeah, uh, yeah, and he calls the doctor the his Gus's quack. Yeah. And to which the doctor replies, I'm the quack that saved your life. Yeah. And also uh, he, uh, Mike implies that like this place is used for meth and things like that. And the doctor's like, no, nah, there's just no drugs here. This is completely legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, Mike's got a completely different view on all of this. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he tries to leave again. And uh, there's a group of uh, school kids that kind of run by him. Yeah. Uh, one uh, kind of gets her bag caught, it looked like. Yeah, she when bumps into him and drops her bag, and he yeah. drops it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and suspiciously the same age, I'd say, as a, a Miss Kaylee. Miss Granddaughter. She's 23? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Roughly yeah. 23. We, we guess. <laughs> We guess. We won't truly know how old (laughs) Kaylee is until we cut her open and count the rings inside. (laughs) I think it's clear that Kaylee is a shapeshifter. Carbon date her. (laughs) And also in this courtyard is a very modern looking fountain. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful fountain. Mm -hmm. Beautiful fountain. Uh, And they do that reveal of uh, Dedicado uh, Max, uh, which is uh, his old partner. Yes, which I also went, really, you, you picked this fountain to dedicate to him when he, like, was, his throat was slit and thrown into a pool. I thought about this, too. Yeah. And I'm like, ew, that's all I kept thinking of in his face 
in the pool with the blood all around him. And I'm like, this is the worst place to like the worst way to dedicate something to this man. Like, yeah. cause you're honoring his death and not his life to me. That's all <laughs> yeah. I can picture. Yeah. I could see uh, that for sure. Uh, I feel like Gus would probably want some mixture of both of those things. A, uh, uh, the, the mixture being reminder of what happened uh, but also a reminder of his life. I guess yeah. it's a reminder of the revenge. Now, yes, that, you know, mm-hmm. like the end scene. It's a real never forget. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, go plant a garden. <laughs> like you know, think it nice. You don't have to only think of him that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he turns back around. Yep. And he, he goes. He goes back to the uh, senora, senora's house. Who's been taking care of him, cooking breakfast, cooking different meals. All the meals, yeah. Yeah. He tries to make an international phone call, which she cannot do. No. Mm -hmm. It will not connect. She told him that, too. She said local phone calls only, and he did not believe her. So his next course of action is to jerry-rig a uh, phone (laughs) charger uh, from... Um, machines and wires. Which is a very Breaking Bad. They've got yeah. the music going and he's yeah. all these things. Yeah. She hands him his meal, he pushes it aside, and then she comes back with an yeah. actual phone charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we hear a record scratch. <laughs> We're not in a cave, you yeah. dumb dumb. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> yeah. It's Mike. It's Mike. He, he wants to be independent, yeah. he doesn't want to need anybody. But really, he's going to build a phone charger. I don't think. I don't think Mike's capable of that. He's saying, "I'm going to build a better phone charger. <laughs> it's more efficient, faster <laughs> mm-hmm. charging." I wanted that. I wanted to see how that was going to work, uh, and I wanted to see him like fail twice. Yeah, and somehow there's hair that stands up. <laughs> Rose hair, like it up. I wanted them to lean into the surrealness a little bit more and just have there be like a like a weird like payphone outside or something <laughs> that's either ringing all the time or Mike has to hotwire it and he has to do that thing where it's just like, well, if I get the, you know, like that thing they used to do in like 70s and 80s movies where it's just like, this is how you get around the phone company. Like, the, mm-hmm. well, if I, if I, you know, push the, the quarter, do something with it basically. And yeah, do yeah, the, there was like, a quarter on a string, string thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's also, the thing. Well, yeah. my dad was just explaining this to me that there was used to be like a, or there are more modern cell so, uh, payphones had like a metal casing around the wire because there was a way to rig the like cell short circuit, the, 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 the handle itself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it would just, it would, the dial tone would come up and he said he used to do that all the time. Yeah. But, Here's another payphone trick. So you, uh, you call an 800 number. 1-800 collect. Yeah. Well, no, you call uh, an 800 number. 10, 10 BPA. Like, someone, someone picks up and you talk to them. Until they hang, like you get them to hang up. And so while you're still on the phone, uh, you can then dial out using that number. Or you oh. call 1-800-COLLECT, have them call Gus Frank, and they're like, will you accept a call from, hey, it's Mike, what am I doing here? And then that way he goes, but you don't have, you never have to We had a baby, it's a boy. From the mall. <laughs> hey, mom, it's me, pick me up. <laughs> that is uh, one of my all-time favorite commercials because for a long time, for there were so many of those like ten, ten dial ten, ten, uh, all these different things, uh, mm-hmm. and then one of the commercials was uh, people that were trying to exploit the yeah. collect call system, <laughs> and it's like we had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> yeah. we had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Had a baby, it's a boy. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, back to the phone cast. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. We're doing, we're talking they had about a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a baby. It was right. So he, does um, use his, he uses his phone to call Gus. Yes. Uh, and, uh, oh, wait, what did I write here? You know who this is. Do you know yeah. who this is? I trust you're doing well. <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. And then he hangs up on him, right? It's not a good time. It's not a good time. Click. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's hang up number one. There yeah. Is. Number one. Uh, you, you know, first time the cock crowed. <laughs> no. You know what? You know what I want? I want the reverse version of that scene where it's in Gus's office the whole time where he's waiting for Mike to call. And every time <laughs> someone calls him, he's just he's just like, I hope you're feeling better. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, I thought you were. Oh, never mind. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. What are we doing? Uh, would Gus be waiting like he was waiting last week? Just. A hand on either area. side of the phone. Yep. Or Lyle's yep. like yep. cleaning something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lyle. All right. Uh, well, he wants so, to date Stacy, so I mean, he's he's trying to. Try oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I so, kind of Lyle date Stacy. Yeah. Honestly, I could see that too. You just like want that. your lock to come true. If Stacy <laughs> takes a lover, nothing wrong with that. It could be any lover. I, I have some biases of who I want the lover. <laughs> Stacy takes a lover. <laughs> also, I know we uh, already mentioned uh, we we already mentioned the kids running by, but I, I really wanted to point out, like, or at least kind of give props to like how weirdly surreally directed that scene. It, it's very very odd and like off-putting basically in a way that i really enjoyed basically because they kind of come out of nowhere and they just kind of disappear to nowhere to nowhere yeah. Yeah. yeah where are they going where are they coming from yeah they enter, yeah. enter frame and they leave how did we get here because it's done in run by it's done in long shot with mike basically and there's a whole like building the, on the other end of the compound basically and it looks like at first you might think just like oh they just ran in there but no they don't it looks like they run behind the building and then go nowhere and it's yeah. like it's very odd <clears throat> Yeah. And then there's like a guy fixing motorbikes like on the side too. Like, yeah. Are mm-hmm. who, who are these for? First of all, they're scooters. Oh, yeah. scooters. They scooters, look like a, they look like a step above a scooter. They're all Vespas. Half of them are Vespas. But it just Vespa. seems strange. Princess Vespa. All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mike tries to use the phone. International calls. Blah blah blah. Uh, he. Oh, this is where Jimmy calls. Jimmy calls him. Jimmy calls yeah. Mike, uh, and he's uh, yeah. There's a lot of a uh, lot of lot of what does he say? Uh, reverberations or something around you? Uh, <laughs> are you in a tunnel? Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm yes. in a tunnel. A tunnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he says that he needs some help. Just just a lawyer asking for uh, some some oppo. Uh, and oh, so you're back to being a lawyer now, huh? Yeah, yeah, straight and narrow here. Uh, and not no, not yet. No, not interested. Click. Yeah. So that is another hang up. Does he say not interested or does he not available? Oh, I think he says I'm not available right yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah. Jimmy starts talking again and he just says no. Yeah. He hangs up. Click. <laughs> Uh, so then there is uh, water, rainstorm. Yeah. And it's all just kind of beaten on that window. It's and the rains down in Mexico. <laughs> and Mike is uh, helping Senora to uh, kind of block the water from coming in. Yeah, and a, there's a rotted windowsill, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of pouring in. Uh, so they're just 
getting a bunch of towels and any kind of cloth that they can use to, to block that up and blankets, blankets anything, uh, <laughs> anything they can find shirt. shirt yeah. Uh, an old handkerchief, uh, old bath yeah. mat. Yeah. Maybe. Old AOL discs. Yes. The old AOL discs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was just trying to redirect the water. back. <laughs> it's got a hole in it. It's not very good. And <laughs> then, then it's breakfast time. Senor is cooking breakfast and Mike, takes it upon himself. He's a handy man uh, and uh, fixes that window. Yep. Yeah. So you think we're going to smooch. You think Mike's going to take a lover? I feel like <laughs> this, is, this is love. Uh, that scene in love actually. Really? When they're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't speak the same <laughs> language. Same language. <laughs> yeah. Except uh, the language of love. He's going to show up with, uh, with signs. Uh, I'm just, Oh no, that, that's the the, um, that's the other one. Notting Hill. That's, yeah, it's just uh, well, yeah. He, the book, his book you that he's perfect. writing is going to end up in a lake, and she's going to jump in after the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Can you imagine the book Mike would be writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy who works for a huge drug kingpin, standing in front of a Spanish woman that helped me back to health and. <laughs> Where was I? What was I saying? It was either enchiladas or tacos or a burrito. A burrito. I was a cop once. And I wasn't a cop. A burrito. I'll tell you about Maddie. Yeah. Oh, man. You're done. That's yeah. what he does right at the end. No. You're done. All right. So Mike is... No, fixing I, I, this. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead. No, no. I was about to say. I, I have a question about this. About this whole windowsill thing. Did Gus set this up as well? <laughs> he might have. I mean, I feel like he set him into a uh, place yeah. where a he project? could do some handwork. Yeah. 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 yeah well, exactly. Yeah. There's there's things around there that he knows Mike could help with. And I, he I don't resist. He yeah. resist. For like weeks. For like weeks, the Senora was just like, "Can can we replace this? It's just the water is coming every time it rains." Like Gus, like this is no, come back. no. Yeah. Wait. It's like Hector. I have plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have plans for that window. Yes. So, so that it would imply that there's several other things around the the building mm-hmm. compound that he's like, well, it's either going to be the windowsill, it's going to be the uh, the dishwasher, the dish thing, the uh, God damn it! This is going to be so funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Dishwasher? Uh, no, the dish? thing with the garbage disposal. Garbage disposal. <laughs> he was doing he was doing the garbage disposal right. hand thing. <laughs> Harvey, write down the time that I just did that. No, no, and no, then no. you cut it in, into me shouting garbage <laughs> No. You know how difficult this is gonna be to cut? Be real clean um, at it. We gotta be good at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mike is fixing this uh, fixing this window and he hears Gus talking to Senora. He hears mm-hmm. Gus's voice. Stops. Uh, he's pretty much finished, uh, but he goes out and has and a discussion with Gus. That screw one extra tight, though. Yep. <laughs> Splits yeah. the wood. Has to start all over. He really symbolically tightens the screw. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he and Gus have a discussion, uh, which is basically just a back and forth about what do you want? Why am I here? And that's where Gus says that. It, you know, it appears to me that you're at a crossroads. Um, you have uh, a choice to make. Uh, you can continue doing what you're doing, which is uh, drinking, 
and getting the shit kicked out of you, uh, or you can work with me. Uh, I'm in a war and I need a soldier. And I so believe you, you understand revenge. You want me to work as a button man, <laughs> yeah. working for a drug dealer, killing all the drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning into uh, You've been on Stallone. Billy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cop, Mike Irvintrout. Hey, yo, Gus. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Uh, Walter. <laughs> You're Love different it. from the son of August. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so that's the Mike storyline. What other thoughts have you got? Oh, well, we also, uh, Mike was also kind of like shitting on Gus, like, oh, you've got this place and everybody's going to worship you. And he's like, no, it's not in my name. It, they yeah. think that I'm the friend of the pediatrician. He's like, oh, you feel better about yourself? You're not that great of a person. He's like, yeah, I know I am what I am. And yeah. I just feel like it's nice that Gus kind of isn't really showing off. Yeah. He's doing yeah. something that he knows is right, but also isn't doing it for any, like he's not trying to get anything necessarily out of it. And he's not necessarily saying, oh, I'm a better person because I do this. Right. I do this because I shouldn't do this. Sure. Sort of. I guess yeah. to mm-hmm. a degree, to a degree, but he is doing the thing that he's doing. Like he's, yeah. he's making himself feel better. I feel this is the thing I do sometimes where like, I kind of don't want the, I don't want anyone to know that I did this nice thing that I can feel good about myself. In addition to the fact that nobody knows that it was me. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's like a superhero kind of like, mm-hmm. Whoa, how, how much of a benefactor I am. They don't even know. I'm yeah. just sitting here all uh, oh, all anonymous. Uh-huh. It's a sickness. <laughs> it's a sickness. So you could say that actually Gus is a better person than, say, Jesus was? Because mm-hmm. Jesus took credit for everything. Oh, yeah. He wanted everybody to know his name. He was like, oh, to go tell everybody. Yep. And Gus yep. is like, no, no, no. I'm just a friend of a pediatrician. No mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the most part, Jesus always uh, waited for a crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For the most part, there were some things that he did where he was like, "Okay, I'll bring you back to life." But if anybody asks, (laughs) I did it. Yeah, (laughs) that was just because they surprised him. He was like, "All right, fine, sure, I'll do this." Fine. Remember that name. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna hear a lot of it. Who's responsible for all these fish and loaves? And then Jesus said, "I am the great I am. I am." Oh, well, we try not to bring in religion when we uh, when we can avoid it. But we'll uh, try not to. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, we're so all so well versed that boy, we can we can get them. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, any other thoughts on the Mike storyline? I feel like this was, um, you know, I, I I thought this was important stuff from Mike. It felt a little bit kind of. Uh, shoe leathery because there wasn't enough of the Mike story to make me go like, oh, this is a Mike character study, like this episode, obviously, because we're about to jump into the real meat here. Uh, It felt more just like this was connective tissue with just a little bit of time to kind of uh, uh, like ruminate on Mike a little bit. And I I thought it did absolutely what it needed to do. I'm just, I'm very curious about where this leads next week. And I'm also very, very curious. And I have been since the show started of when we connect to the Mike we see in Breaking Bad, who is almost comfortable in his role when you compare that to how uncomfortable he was in that role in the beginning of the season when he quit and now Mm -hmm. how spiraling he is into depression yeah yeah 
Yeah, it'll be very <clears throat> interesting to see how they bridge that gap. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is sort of that, that detox thing that we've seen, we saw with Jesse, mm-hmm. where it's just like he hit rock bottom and now he's kind of going, oh, okay. And Gus, in a way, I mean, he's using him as a tool, but he did save his life and is caring for him. And is it trying to get him back on a better path? It's not a good path, but it's a better path than where he was. Yeah. And yeah. We do like the the mic in Breaking Bad is very similar to the mic in the beginning of this series where he was just kind of like, I'm willing to do a job because it needs to be done and I'll I'll do it professionally. Mm. And I, I know that this is wrong, but I'm going to do it because this is the job. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that Gus is investing so much of his resources into into Mike. Uh, because we also know that Gus is the type of guy who later on in Breaking Bad, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this, uh, would use a uh, would use a, a box cutter in a very interesting yeah. way. Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking about this as well, yeah. yeah. But that wasn't Mike, and I don't think that Victor is the same, gives the, uh, the same amount of, he doesn't have the same value that Mike has. Mm, yeah, it's just interesting that in the amount of interactions they've had together, Gus has seen that in Mike and identify that as a value that he needs to preserve. Uh, and it, it, what he sees as valuable <laughs> to his organization. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it was brought up uh, a couple of moments ago, uh, but it's relevant. So I want to uh, shout out Sean Landis, friend of the podcast, Sean Landis. Guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. Oh, uh, we should point out, by the way, we're not on vacation right now. So Sean Landis is not on the podcast. I feel kind of bad. Uh, maybe next week we'll bring him into the, uh, uh, yes, absolutely. I'd like that. Um, yeah. And we, we have invited him. I'll have to send him an email before this goes out. <laughs> so he's not surprised on the, uh, he's still in the, the bullpen podcast. warming up and he doesn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Put me in the game, no. coach. Uh, <laughs> last week I brought up the, uh, cause we were talking about motives, uh, for doing good deeds and is, uh, feeling good. Does that negate the good deed that you did? Um, and I mentioned that it was con, uh, Sean kind enough to, uh, tell me that I was not wrong. Uh, so he says, uh, for con, it's not enough to do the right thing. We have to do the right thing for the right reason. So Kant would say that even a good thing like donating to charity is immoral if it's done for a selfish reason, such as for a tax break, mm-hmm. which I think is bogus. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, you can, well, I feel good about myself because I did this. Like, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's, that's fine. You're still doing good. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, I just thought that that was uh, worth bringing up. Cause we, we talked about it a, a moment or two ago. Yes. Shout out to Sean Keegan Landis. Yeah. Thank you. Sean Keegan Landis, friend of the yeah. podcast. We'll see you soon. Uh, all right. Uh, so we can jump to Kim and Jimmy. Uh, if y'all are good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, who else took notes? I took some notes. Uh, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So we start at, um, Mr. Acker's house. There's a construction crew, uh, about ready to, uh, 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 basically, you know, kind of kick the old man out of his house and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, tear the house down. Demo time. Uh, demo time. Um, and, uh, there's this great shot 
where it's a um oh I don't know what the term for it is but it's a it's 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 a, it's a shot that's looking straight up from the ground basically and all the construction workers are circled around except there's one space and then Jimmy kind of pops his head in um I don't know what you call that <laughs> shot where it's all it's like, a, like yeah. yeah but uh it's really really very funny um and uh, Jimmy kind of kind of weasels his way in there and uh he uh I forget what the address is I did not take a note on that uh but uh oh, I did. oh you did 1130 so a, royal, a royal vista a royal vista 1130 a royal vista and then he said no no, no this is 1240 a royal vista i think i know i've lived here for 30 years mm-hmm. and do you have anything that has this address on it and he and, takes his mail out of his mailbox <laughs> <laughs> and the uh the, yeah the numbers on the mailbox aren't there the uh the deputy shows up and he's just confused about this but he has to admit that jimmy's got a point because mm-hmm. there are no there are no numbers on that mailbox there is no way to prove that this is the right address well, I, I have to go make a phone call yeah. <laughs> i have to make a phone call <laughs> yeah. uh yeah everybody take 10 yeah quick Thank uh, you, 10 <laughs> quick, uh, quick casting note oh by the way also the uh the uh the the foreman uh is uh john dimaggio uh, oh shit! That's John DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fender's voice. Fender's yep. voice. It is. I, I thought I saw his name in the credits, and then I didn't hear. I didn't realize that was him. Like Who's I didn't wife? hear Bender in it, and then I was just like, "Oh, I'll hear it later," and then I forgot about it. Whose wife is this? From, from the TV program Futurama. Oh, uh, okay. Bender bending Rodriguez. Okay. <laughs> Bending's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so then we go to. A Kim, uh, Kim, Paige, and Kevin are talking over the uh, over the issue, which is Jimmy. Country club, yeah, at the country club, uh, and uh, Jimmy's been doing. Um, she says that oh, he's been doing marketing, and uh, I guess Acker picked up on it. Uh, and uh, Kim is like, I think that it's best something like this, and you can correct me, but uh, Steph and uh, Paige are going to handle this. She's got it this far. Everything will be fine. Uh, and Kevin stops them and says, I smell a rat. <laughs> I smell a rat. Smell a rat. Yeah. And of course I'm thinking that he's, this whole scheme is, yeah, the jig uh, is up. yeah, the jig is up and it's not Kevin's dumb. Uh, not this dumb. is why Mr. Acker hired <laughs> yeah. me to take you. He's so he, smart. He knows you're a killer of a lawyer. Yeah. And you gave him that talking to. I heard about it. You gave mm-hmm. him her. Yeah. Uh, this guy's smart. He figured it out. He got Jimmy to take you away from us. Well, I'm not going to be fooled. Mm-hmm. Don't let him deprive me of the best lawyer in the business. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Kevin dropped like five IQ points in between. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then he's just sitting there waiting, and then his his team pulls up on a yeah. golf cart. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Paige going, are they waiting for you? Like he's not even really paying attention fully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Kevin wants to stick with uh, stick with Kim here. Yep. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So Jimmy. We're is, Vince Gilligan shot. Yeah, this is a very Breaking Bad shot. Which was this? Which. From the water, boiling, and you just oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. like a, a shadow of him. What the heck is going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he's just, just boiling tea. <laughs> yeah, and a whole bunch of stuff around. Yeah, uh, that he's ready to smash. 
Yeah, public culture. <laughs> uh, and Howard calls. We've got a call from Howard. Uh, just call to check in, see how things are going. Uh, did you think about my my offer? Oh, oh, the job. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm mulling it over. Nothing. Yeah. Do you think Howard knows that Jimmy did that to his car? I was wondering about this because, like, at least in the beginning part of the conversation, Howard's very, like, hard to suss out at first, basically. And then he just kind of just – it's just like, well, no, I was just wondering, you know, if you thought about my offer at all, basically. But, like, I, I feel like that tension is there on purpose. Yeah. Um, I guess not because I don't think – uh, I, I think I Howard think is follow kind of, up, no, I and think, I don't think he'd follow up with his feet up and shoes off agreed. if he yeah. if he was agreed. that tense. Yeah, he's, yeah. He let it go. He's not my stayed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Howard does the check in, and I have some details for you. If you want any details, and he hangs up on Bye. it. Bye. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm ready to discuss the details when you are. Sounds good. Click. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad for Howard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny how they've taken that character mm-hmm. to the point now we're feeling bad for him. Yeah. It's a lot of blowing, blowing off this episode, uh, yeah. blowing off steam <laughs> and blowing off people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just not sure at this point what Jimmy is doing yeah. with all of these, all these things around. Yeah, uh, breaking thing in a bag. Breaking with things in a bag. Yeah. Uh, Kim comes home and Jimmy wants to know all the details. Not interested in Howard's details, but wants every single tiny little detail from Kim. This feels like a very Russell Craig conversation, too, though. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Do the voice. Like, this is, <laughs> this is very much what happens in our own house. No, no, give me all the details. <laughs> no, no, no. How, how, but how I, like, how, and I just, this scene is so fun to me. I, I just, I love how much Kim got into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, he. He sit. That's how he sits. He sidesits. Oh, he's a sidesitter. Oh, he's a sidesitter. It's a whole episode on curb your enthusiasm this season. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting. Yeah, it was too. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he, Kim is Kim is a little hesitant to yeah. get into some of these details in the way that Jimmy wants them, but she ultimately just kind of lets loose and yeah, she gets in her Kevin voice. She really goes for it too. I'm mm-hmm. just making fun of Kevin too. So I uh, really enjoyed that. And then and I love, give me uh, her. Oh, you're you're me. Oh, okay. I also yeah, love. Did he have a southern draw like a ding dang do? <laughs> yeah, a do a do a do. <laughs> yeah, super stereotypical. I need that call center, and I don't like waiting, and I never have, and never will. And blah 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 yeah. blah, blah, and blah, 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 blah 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 blah. Yeah, she kind of almost turned into uh, Frank Underwood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, real Jimmy, Jimmy loves it. Oh, she loves it. Him. And Jimmy's yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> Which Michael, is a regular voice, but a couple thought, different mannerisms. Yeah, I, and I thought Kim's uh, Kevin voice was way, way better than Jimmy's Kim voice was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and, and yeah. I, I I think partially because we never we don't. We don't very often get a chance to see Rhea Seahorn kind of cut loose like like this just for a scene like yeah. she did in this moment. Um, but there were so many like little things she did. My personal favorite was the way that she oh. uh, – when she's saying whatever it takes to quote Kevin, she does this very, very specific thing with the first syllable of that sentence where she's like, whatever it takes, <laughs> and, 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 and twists that into the accent. And it's very, very, very funny. I was laughing yeah. at that for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah this may have been my favorite Rhea Seahorn. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. sounded like Frank Underwood, and Jimmy sounded like uh, LeBlanc. 
uh, from yeah. uh, Knives Out. Yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we go to the well, next. And then he says, uh, uh, Kevin. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to take a shower with me? Well, shoot. I believe I would. <laughs> and I believe I would. Knock, knock. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Russell Crate players. So next morning, archaeologists on the scene excavating oh my God. the dishes that he just put down. <laughs> yes, uh, broken pottery. This yeah. all looks very contemporary. Yeah, this I, all looks like it was just put here. <laughs> I have to make a call. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? He's he's doing the same thing with the, that he did with the uh, with the uh, mailbox mailbox <laughs> numbers. Well, we got we got to think about the law, right? <laughs> what law are you talking about? The New Mexico Cultural Properties Act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have to make a call. And then we go to a very brief, uh, quick cut montage of the different days because i'm guessing this is over yes. a period of time yes. uh that this is happening because first he's first it was the mailbox uh it's the wrong address then it was the archaeologist okay. excavating mm-hmm. uh, then it was suing on behalf of the water district, water district. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he was claiming there's a, there's a flaw in the original land grant from ni- 1846, 1846. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then contractor that he was is insisting that, uh, the contractor was an escaped felon oh god mm-hmm. i forgot about that one mm-hmm. uh yeah. The lead uh, from the, the lead levels and the radio radioactivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the, the uh, was just appearing on the side of the build, the house. Mm-hmm. That that is a clever gag, by the way. The yes. uh, the the radioactivity basically yeah. and the uh, yeah the, and the lead that that was really really well done. Yeah. Doing mm-hmm. like bits from the smoke detector that he's pulling out and putting through a coffee grinder. Yeah, and I and love they, that Acker was there helping. Yeah. 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 And then he did the. Uh, the Dufresne uh, drops. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. yep. yeah. classic. Yeah. Just, a, just a little bit at a time. And a little out. bit at a time. <laughs> Pieces <laughs> of his cell wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, he's doing the smoke alarms with Acker and making it appear that the land is radioactive. And again, you know what I got to do. I'm going to have to, you know. You, you'll get it. <laughs> All right, uh, yes, Paige. Kevin, Kevin on the golf course. Uh, uh, Kevin, we have – there's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Jimmy has been making an apparition mm-hmm. of Jesus. Which is very impressive. I'm going to speak to you as a former – a teenage spray hoax, hoax yeah. artist. Yeah, a, a former, <laughs> teen, a, a former uh, spray paint enthusiast yeah. from my teens and twenties. Brian is uh, the one that put the uh, Virgin Mary on the grilled cheese. Yeah, <laughs> that was some unbelievable can control. Uh, <laughs> like a, an amateur guy with the spray paint can't do that Jesus bit. Like they brought in an artist to do that. Yeah, it was a little unbelievable for me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that he could paint that well with a can of spray paint. That's <laughs> tough to do. Look good. Look good. Look very good. Look too good. <clears throat> and then uh, called up. Go ahead. Uh, also, we should make clear too when we when we say there's an image of Jesus, we mean the actual Jesus, not Gus. Oh yeah, not Gus. Yeah. Oh, we have to, I feel <laughs> no, no, like we do def- definitely have to specify that after yes. the, this episode. <laughs> yeah, which is and, maybe why we got so preachy in this episode. And not the Jesus from Big Lebowski. Oh, no, no, not no. that one either. No, no very different. Yeah. Uh, so 
Yeah. Uh, then Acker calls up different uh, organizations that would take interest in this apparition. And uh, busloads of people begin showing up. <laughs> yeah. But then after a few days, it starts to fade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Kevin asked about the radiation. Uh, Kevin wants uh, the radiation was never really harmful. It was. They and, were just and, uh, I thought what was funny about it because he's like, "Why is he still living there?" Like, "Oh no, this is just for OSHA. It's just for the construction workers. It's okay if he lives there with all of this radiation, but it's not okay for someone to work yeah. there." It's more they weren't so much worried about that part of it. No legal. There was no ramifications <laughs> in terms of them letting yeah. that happen. Right. And OSHA covers the workers. Yeah. Yeah. Seems sad. Yeah. Uh, Kevin wants to sue, but is told that it will take years. Uh, Rich is there. Rich Schweiker. Rich yeah. in the meeting. Schweiker. Uh, what if you? Uh, what if you don't build the call center there? Uh, you already have an approved alternate location area. You got an alternate uh, site right there. Um, but Kevin doesn't want to budge. Yeah. Uh, he wants that call center there, and he's just basically like, "Get it fucking done." Yeah, what was the quote that he, what was the quote? I won't let some low-life shyster bully me out of my, uh, bully me off my land, which I think is funny because he is bullying someone else off of their land. Yeah. Like, he's mm-hmm. saying these the exact same things Acker's saying, mm-hmm. which is really ridiculous. But it was very nice that Rich kind of came in to try to pitch this. I don't know. I, I liked Rich. Swipe, swipe. Oh, yeah, they brought in the big, the big gun. Mm-hmm. Down the situation. Yeah. And watching this all go down is that one Native American with the single tear <laughs> going down, saying, "It's not any of your land, assholes." <laughs> yeah. My uh, there's another line that Kevin said, something to the effect of, "My, my father didn't raise a boy to step away from a fight or something." something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's back not going to back down from this. That's yeah. the one thing. Mm-hmm. I guess the one thing that Kim and Jimmy didn't really factor in is the fact that uh, Kevin is so stubborn <laughs> that yeah. he's, he's willing asshole. to give. He's willing to spend so much more money on, on money this. and time, really. Yeah, and Just the bad publicity. It. Yeah, because yeah. now, like this place was yeah. known by all those busloads of people, and now you kick this guy out of this house. Like they know what this is. Bad optics. It's bad mm-hmm. optics. Bad optics. Yeah, Last week. indeed. And they're religious it's... folk. Yeah. 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 They talk yeah. to each other, and yeah. they need a bank, and they're going to choose the. That's a good bank. point. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. They can't put a bank in a statue. <laughs> they can't put all their money in the offering plate. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it's got to go in a bank. This, this this whole montage too. Uh, I don't know if anybody else felt that way, especially since this is uh, half a Simpsons podcast. This felt like <laughs> this felt like a very Simpsons plot in the sense of just like this. The, this felt like a bunch of Homer shenanigans. If Homer was like slightly smarter, yeah. Just like the, <laughs> Just like the number of things that he would do, basically right down to like the image of Jesus, like on the uh, on the yeah. picket fence. It, it, it felt very, very like I don't know, like kind of conniving for like you yeah. know just just for pure entertainment value. Uh, there's a kitty. There I is. see the kitty. <laughs> all right, so we're we're all in our own homes and we're seeing things we've never seen before. <laughs> and there's a cat. I've never seen a cat. <laughs> That's not true. Mine is running around here somewhere. Hello. All right. Uh, So, yeah, there's uh, Jimmy and Kim are talking. 
uh, you gave it, well, you gave it your best shot. You know, we did everything, you know, bringing me in that was dangerous, but we did it. Uh, I think that this is, this is best left alone. Uh, you know, but there's always another play. So Jimmy kind of plants that seed and walks away. Yeah. Um, which is kind of dirty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He could have just said, look, I, I don't even have any other ideas. Like yeah. we did what we could. He can't help himself. I don't even know yeah. if that was on, like, just, I don't know if that was intentional of just like, but if you want to do this, here's a little thread. If you want to I mean, pull this thread. Yeah, sure. There's always another play, but I mean, I, you should probably just count, you know, count your losses mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. It, it, it felt instinctual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the way that just the kind of almost like, uh, oh, we got this one over here. We got this one over here. There's that one. Oh, just forget that one. That one's not for sale. But this one over here is, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. What's wrong with that? I want that one. Mm-hmm. That one over there. The one's not for sale. Why is it not for sale? I want that one. No, no. But that's the one I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's like he's gotten so careless with his tricks that he's playing them on Kim without even re- recognizing that he's doing, yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's always another play. But, yeah, it's best to let this go, Kim. Um, what is it? What what could we be doing? What's the other play? Uh, we could go after Kevin, but it would get nasty, personal, and dangerous. And then there's just a beat, and she says, okay. And he says, okay. And they start their, start their stuff. Yeesh. Yeesh is right. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, so... Jimmy and Kim are meeting with this. Uh, well, they make that call to Mike. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they sure call it Mike get shot, uh, shot down. Uh, so they call up somebody else who I got him from the same service or the same way that I got Huel. Yeah. And right? I believe that this guy, I didn't look it up, uh, but I believe that this is the guy from season one who was also hired with Mike. Yep. Who was like, you didn't bring a gun. Yep. Well, and Mike's like, yeah, well, uh, if I need a gun, I will take one from you. And, like, he took all of his guns. <laughs> so this guy isn't that good, but he's got yeah. a fucking mouth. Yeah. So that's what he, that, yeah. Like, he'll talk a big game, and he thinks he's, he knows everything, but he doesn't actually know everything. Yeah. Uh, so we got him on the, uh, the underground Craigslist, as Kim calls it. Uh, they're at the Now Salon, which we haven't seen in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, do we know this guy? Um, and no, 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 I'm saying like, that's, that's what I, that's what I have here. Um, oh. going through my own notes. Uh, do we know this guy? Uh, he says that Kevin is, is clean. Yep. Mm-hmm. Says so an Eagle scout with a six figure income. That's it. Bada bing, bada boom. He's Went clean. Went into his personal domicile, checked mm-hmm. every room, <laughs> seven bedrooms, four baths or whatever. Squeaky clean. Explained how he got in. He set off the alarm and. The, with an airsoft gun, with the mm-hmm. and the, the housekeeper let him in to turn it off. Yeah, and, and Kim uh, kind of sticks on that point too. Yeah, uh, she's she wants to be she wants to be clear about how he entered breaking yeah. and entering. Yeah. but she also yeah. is uncomfortable with them. Yeah, he broke the yeah. law, and she's uncomfortable hearing it, but also kind of needs to hear it. Yeah, she's asked for this. She's got equal parts discussed with him and uh, herself as the conversation goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, he said, she talks about, or he says, oh, I just found some paperwork on the, on the desk. And she's like, what paperwork? And he hands her pictures and she starts going through the pictures. And then he starts describing, he's like, look, I can get more information. I can get two guys. We'll get a van. We'll drive them out to the desert. He'll tell, start telling you anything you want. <laughs> so Jimmy decides to, uh, walk open the door. Yeah. 
and that there was one point where Jimmy says, you know, your work is looking or you're sounding kind of superficial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, superficial. The guy gets really indignant yeah. uh, <clears throat> as a criminal, which is funny. Uh, so yes, uh, Kim, uh, he leaves and we're left with, uh, Kim looking, uh, at these photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she sees something. She sees something that she thinks. Yeah. A little grin. Yeah. Uh, so what's that all about? Uh, She starts checking. We see her checking pictures and logos and things from Uh Albuquerque, uh, paperwork and advertisements from 1958. And she gets interrupted by Rich Schweikert. I can't really Mm -hmm. say that anytime. Schweikert. 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 And he says, you know, uh, I think you should take a break from Mesa Verde. I got this mineral rights case. It's got your name written all over it. You should go without saying you're still going to get your compensation. No, you're great. We love you, but maybe you should just take a break. Mm -hmm. She does not appreciate. Yep. Does not at all. Causes a big scene. Yes, she follows him out into the hallway. And, and he spelled it out. He said, uh, you know, I think it's very strange that you went and you, you dragged your feet to go out to talk to him, Mr. Acker. You didn't want to do it. And then now all of a sudden your boyfriend is is pulling all of these stunts. You had you had this other plan already set aside with the other lot. Uh, I mean, it's not looking good. Please get off the case. Yeah. Uh, he was... He was very nice about everything. He was super nice about everything. And very patient and trying yeah. to just give her every out possible, but she just kept pushing. Yes. Uh, she's in the wrong, but yes. is trying so hard to not be in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the more she tries, the more guilty she appears. Yes. And she is guilty. Yeah. Is what's yeah. Is so awful about this? Whole, yeah. Like She could have just went, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's very stressful because she could have even fought Kevin in the beginning and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This is really hard on my personal life. I have to go home. Like Paige Ogle, like mm-hmm. offered that. Mm-hmm. Gave her an out. And if she pushed it there, I think it would have been better. Yeah. Oh, God, this is just. Uh, there was one of the uh, stone cold locks on the board uh, was, I believe from Sam. Uh, and it, and you can correct me, but wasn't there something about, because I only have uh, a little bit <clears throat> in front of me at the moment, uh, Mesa Verde is up to some shady shit, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, Kim, and Kim Kim leaves as a result. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I didn't know if that would bring Kim down, but I do think Mesa Verde is up to some shady shit. Okay. So I don't know if that's what she's found. finding, but yeah. I feel like what she found is more just like legal paperwork, but I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they're up to some shady shit. Man, did you see his hair? <laughs> it's just so weird. Something's up there. Something's up with that hair. Wait, whose hair? Kevin's hair. Kevin's? Something, yeah. There's something to it. Okay. It does something, look strange. And like then they, they colored it, but hmm. it's not a very natural looking hmm. color job. Something there. There's something there. There's something. Follow the hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the that's the episode. Any straight thoughts? I feel like it's 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 heartbreaking to watch Kim kind of 
destroy herself in this way. And I think they've mm-hmm. done such a good job setting up how she needs this act of rebellion in order to feel like she's still doing good. It's not enough to do the pro bono work, especially when she keeps getting pulled off it to go work for this heartless corporation. Um, and this is how she rebels. And she's just not as good as she thinks she is at covering her tracks. And it's just, no. it's, it, 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 it hurts because it, it's the kind of thing which is like, I understand every single decision she's made. It's just that some of them, not even gonna, it's just that some of them in the grand scheme of things were bad ones, but I know exactly why she made them. And it's just, I, I, I give them so much credit too, because I feel like we were doing a lot of speculating about what's going to be the thing that ultimately brings down Kim. And I'm not saying this is definitely it, but if it is it, I give them so much credit for it being something I, I much more respect the choice of Kim destroying herself as opposed to Jimmy destroying yeah. Kim's uh, career because then she kind of becomes like a passenger in her own story, you know? And I like, mm-hmm. I like giving her so much control over this in, 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 a, in, a, in a spiraling kind of way. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, it just frustrates me so much because, again, you could see where she could have – there's so many times to exit and she can still do the – the evil things with Jimmy at home and plan mm-hmm. these things. Like she's good at that. She did it with Huel, but like there were so many ways, little parachutes that she could have, she could have pulled and she didn't. And she's just letting it happen. And that mm-hmm. frustrates me so much. Yeah. She's not as good as Gis- at Giselling as she thinks she is. No. Mm. It's going to backfire. She's, She's on the verge of a backfire right now. She, she mm-hmm. is. She is. Um, either next week or the week after, I feel like things are going to take a turn. Yeah. And, you know, I think it would have been a lot better if Mike was the PI. I think he would have gotten a lot more information. <laughs> I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. I think Mike may have tried to talk them out of it. You're probably That's something right. Mike would have done. Like, mm-hmm. you guys don't need to do this. This is not. You're right. He might have. Well, I don't know. It depends on his mood, I suppose. <laughs> it does on his mood. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's hit a quick round of winners and losers. Oh, winners and sinners. Let's do this. Winners and sinners. Uh, so I'm going to go with Senora, whose last name we don't know, as my winner because nice. she finally has Colthazar? someone new. Senora Colthazar. Colthazar. She finally has somebody new to taste her food, which I feel like. Uh, as a as a person who's stuck in this little uh, small town, a, a suburb of a small town in an even smaller town, There's a lot of children. She, who are she very rarely picky has anybody to truly yeah. appreciate her food. Mm-hmm. So finally, she has somebody new to taste her. True, uh, whatever she's making, her enchiladas yeah. and whatnot, mm-hmm. burritos, breakfast burritos. I her burritos. What a what a fu- what a fine thing for her to experience. Winner. Sam, winner? Oh, geez. I always forget to think about this. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Mr. X for being able to, you know, get a new client. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mr. X. That's my business name. (laughs) That's my business name. Because he's a joke, clearly. He's not even good at what he does. But, you know, he gets... Every now and again, he gets a job. And, good for him. Well, he's going to night classes. So soon, he'll be Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael, winner? Uh, I would say Mr. Acker because he got to stick it to the big uh, corporation. He got Jimmy to help him out. He got to get involved in some crazy schemes, and you could tell he was really enjoying it. Um, yeah, I feel like he came out of this episode a big win. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, my winner is 
Um, I'll go with Senora as well uh, for that window getting getting fixed oh, and possibly some, window fixed, some other uh, things around the house that need need a fixing. Yeah. Uh, and she got uh, to show up Mike by handing him that ch- cell phone charger. Uh, that yeah, had yeah. to have felt mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know we got chickens roaming around and shit, but we still have electricity, asshole. Come on. <laughs> we still have things. Plus, she and Mike might fall in love, so that makes her even ah, more of a winner. Mike takes a lover. Mike takes a lover. <laughs> Mikey takes a lover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your sinners? We got our winners. Who's the sinners? Who are the sinners? I'm going to go with uh, yeah. the big loser for me is going to be the foreman. What a frustrating day that must have <laughs> oh, been. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Man, oh, man. My, I'm going to go with low-key loser is that archaeology lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like she, she's going out there. She drove all the way out there to find something she knew was wrong and then yeah. had to dig some more. And I imagine as a professional archaeologist, she goes through that all the time. But she's please, yeah. You really set her up to fail. Yeah, I wanted her to like lift one of those up and go. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Right. Okay, there oh, we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Nazis show up. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael, yes. I am also going to go with the foreman, especially because I think this is especially what reminded me of the whole Simpsons connection I made earlier. Because um, when he, uh, when when Jimmy does the thing in the middle of the montage, it's like he's he's arguing that your that your head contract is a is is an escaped felon or something like that. <laughs> All I could think of was the uh, was uh, Homer running for uh, sanitation commissioner <laughs> against Steve Martin and saying, "She's like you told the people that I lured children into my gingerbread." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just a lie. Sinner <laughs> uh, for me, Sam. Did you go? Did you go to? Sinner? I didn't go. I think I'll do a serious one now. And I think the the my or my loser is uh, is Kim because mm. yeah, I'll be serious about this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, I will go with Mike as the the loser. Uh, he's, he's winning right now because he is alive, uh, but he's still in purgatory and we, we know where things are headed. Uh, and this is the crossroads for him. Um, I have to disagree with Gus that those are his only options. <laughs> it's like a life of crime or getting beat up with people by people who are involved in crime. Yeah. There's um, a third option there. I really do. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think at least a yeah. third maybe, maybe stop walking down that street. Yeah, the, yeah. you know, meeting the same tough guys. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe take another route home. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike is my my loser, my loser of the week. All right. Uh, bonus bonus winner, by the way, uh, Jesus, because yeah. he was all oh, over this yeah. episode. He was. Um, this episode. A lot of, lot of appearances. I think he's going to get his SAG card very soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think I have my denials. Uh, <laughs> Mike denied Gus when he asked him before – he got beat up. Uh, he denied him uh, when he tried to leave the first time, and then he, when he tried to leave the uh, third time, or the second time within that uh, that town. Three denials, three cockcrows. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got another winner. I feel like all three of our cats are really getting a lot of... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They really won by us being home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Better Call Saul podcast. 
Oh, Paul again. Oh. So we'll, we'll leave the, the, the stream going and then the cats can discuss the episode as well. <laughs> Better paw Saul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for, for us. Uh, anybody got anything to plug? Um, I mean, we postponed our vacation to June. So if you've got any cool uh, <laughs> California stuff that uh, only happens in June, <laughs> and, uh, let us know. If you've got any, uh, you know, tips on when this coronavirus is going to be done, that'd be nice too. Yes. If one of yeah. our listeners has a tip, <laughs> of, they just happen to know when this is going to be done. Yeah. Someone got the, uh, the inside scoop. Uh, Michael? Uh, I have nothing to plug aside from uh, uh, the world not ending. I think it would feel it would be awesome. Uh, yeah, and I, I yeah, I just I just want this to be over soon, uh, and then maybe we can all be in the same room again together. Together, yeah. so, that'd be really nice. Yeah. Uh, soon or be done. You just, uh, just end it all. <laughs> just end it all. I want comet this... hitting the earth. <laughs> yeah. I hmm, I don't know. It Keep depends it on one way or the other. Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Honestly, ask me a different time. I might give it. <laughs> uh, and this is Mike. You can follow me on uh, all things at Mike Marbach, and uh, go to watercooler.com for all of the podcasts that we do. Uh, and we're going to be doing them a lot like this uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, since people can't necessarily gather. Uh, and it is uh, nice to kind of get people uh, on here so that everybody doesn't have to travel uh, as as much. Uh, so we're going to be doing the Killing Eve podcast soon uh, in this manner, as well as Ken Peach's A Deadwood, a fucking Deadwood podcast. Uh, yeah, we can get on yeah. that too. Yeah, yep. yes, his yeah. audio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Michael, for making the time to... Uh, be virtually here uh and thank you all for uh for listening uh and go to itunes rate and review have a good night bye